uh, and we're looking forward to what the Lord has in store. We also have a service this evening at 6 o'clock. I'm very excited because uh, my nephew, Brother Rodney Saunders, is going to be preaching tonight from Indianapolis, Indiana. You're going to be blessed in the name of the Lord. We're going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. I'm believing for God to do something great in this service tonight. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. And I'm looking forward to what God is going to do this morning. God is doing great things at the Tree of Life Church. And uh, we are excited about Ready Now. You know that 2019 has been a unique year. Uh, God has been with us through this year. And we have had to go through the permitting process. We are still uh, in the final stages of that. But in the month of September, we're going to be providing you a complete uh, access to everything that is happening, that is about to happen. We are developing plans to go forward, and we're going to be providing all of that information to you. We need room. We need room. Amen. Thank the Lord. Just, just, just give your neighbor a nudge. Not, not too hard, just a little nudge. And if you're against the wall, give the wall a nudge. My goodness. We need some room here in the house of God. And we're going to do it in the name of the Lord. I said, we're going to do it in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The enemy, the enemy doesn't want us to do it, but if God be for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed against us can prosper. We have a mandate from the Lord to do His work, and that's exactly what we're going to do with His power. And with his grace, and we thank the Lord for it. And I thank you because you are making it possible with your giving. You are making it possible to go forward in Jesus' name. So we're going to be providing that information to you. Uh, we are looking forward to our final permit to be forthcoming in just about three weeks or so. We expect to have our final permit, which is the green light uh, to be able to make our plans and go forward thank the Lord but we will be providing all of that information to you to explain to you there's a lot that's happened already there's a lot that's happened already and so much that is that is uh, below the surface uh, and behind the back back scenes behind the scenes that has been going on to prep us for this moment and so we'll be providing all of that information to you once we receive that final permit in Jesus name and we're looking forward to it everybody said in Jesus name Amen. I'm turning your attention this morning, if you will, to the book of Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3. Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3. We will also be reading from the gospel according uh, to Matthew, the gospel according to Matthew chapter 25. And we will be reading uh, a few verses of scripture there, verses 14 through 18. Numbers, Numbers chapter 12 and verse 3. The word of the Lord says this, Now the man, Moses, was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. The man, Moses, was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, 
to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. I want to preach to you uh, this morning by the grace of God on the subject, the only talent you need. The only talent you need. Thank you, God. Could we just lift up our voices unto the Lord and ask for his blessing upon this service, upon his word. Lord, I thank you for this gathering of people. I thank you for the moving of your spirit. Lord, hungry hearts have assembled in this house. And we come, Lord, expecting to receive, hallelujah, from your hand. I pray that your word would reach us, Lord, reach the deepest parts of us. I pray, oh God, that you will give your messenger a clarity and an anointing, Lord. Lord, an accuracy and a compassion as your word goes forth. Help all of us to hear your word and to receive your word. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. These talents that are referenced in Matthew chapter 25, I want to talk to you just a little bit about the fact that there is a, there is a call for us to use our talents for the glory of the Lord. And, and these talents that we read about in Matthew chapter 25 are actual monetary uh, instruments, if you please. They are actual currency. And, and they, are, they are meant to infer the development of a greater currency. So when the scripture says that the master gave five talents, this man gave five talents to his servants, and to another he gave two, and to another he gave one talent, it's actually referring to the fact that he gave them money. He gave them five talents of money, two talents of money, one talent of money. Now, the talent that I'm preaching to you about today, as you probably know, is a talent that refers to ability, inclination, gifts. But it's interesting because this word talent and our word talent are the same word. It's, it, it didn't change over time. It, it just the same concept began to apply to a variety of, of meanings. Because when I talk to you today about talents, about gifts, about inclinations that are within you, things that you have, abilities that you have, skills that you have, it carries weight as though it is currency. And so this is not a different word. It is the same word that has begun to be applied more broadly as time has gone on. At one time, a talent was merely a weight. It was simply a weight. But once a universal weight was established for purposes of trade, it, it actually came to mean currency or money. And then, of course, as, as modern days have, 
have unfolded, it is a reference to what a person is able to do, their, their giftings, their abilities, their skills, their, their talents. You might say of someone, wow, they are just a natural born talent. What you're saying is, is that they've got a gift. They've got a gift, and, and guess where that gift came from? That gift came from the Lord. And, and, and what you're actually saying is, is that they have in them something that will give them value in, even in the marketplace. It will give them the ability to step into a world of commerce and they will apply that talent. And folks, it's as good as money if you will use it and let the Lord anoint it. It, it will provide for you and, and that's what these talents do. So there are people who have a talent uh, in, in so many ways, they can sing, they can speak, they can uh, strategize, they are, they are administratively inclined, they just, they're engineering, their mind just works in a way that they, they look at something and they don't, they don't just take it at face value, they, they begin to immediately think of how does that work, and they're, they're disassembling it and reassembling it in their brain. God gave them that talent. And, and, and if you'll go and hone it and, and, and receive even further education, that talent will develop in such a way that you can take it out into the marketplace. And, and it's just as good as the talents that we're reading about in Matthew 25. And so talent is, is a beautiful thing, and it's, it's an amazing thing. And I look at this passage of Scripture, and I see this. The Bible calls him Lord, a lowercase L-O-R-D, and he's... He's a, a, a man who has money, and he's going to a far-off place, and the Bible says that this is how the kingdom of heaven operates. He gives this money, five talents to one servant, two talents to another, and one talent to another, and, and then he goes off, and, and when he does, they begin to apply those talents. The five-talented servant used all five talents, and, and in so doing, he was able to develop five more talents. If you use what God gave you, then, then you will find that it will become, uh, it will begin to replicate, duplicate. It will begin to produce more in your life. And you'll develop talents that you didn't have at the beginning. You'll get skills and you'll get abilities. And it's just a, a, an amazing process. And the five-talented servant did, in fact, gain five more talents. The two-talented servant went out, used his talents, and he gained two more talents. And then there's this one talented servant who's a little frustrating to all of us because the Bible said he went and he digged in the earth and he hid his Lord's money. He gets this talent. It's this one lone talent from his master, from his, from his Lord. And, and this is the way the kingdom of heaven operates. He gets one lone talent and instead of applying it, instead of honing it, instead of developing it, he digs into the earth and he deposits this talent into the, into the earth. And as he does, he covers it up, hides it, never does duplicate it, never produces it beyond what it was to begin with. And as the, if we would have kept reading, I had mercy and let you sit down, but if we would have kept reading, you would read how that when the Lord returned, he required the talents from those to whom he had given talents. And to the man that had five talents, he said, because you have done well 
and gain five more. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Into thou, into the joy of thy Lord. To the two talented servant, the same was the case. I gave you two talents. You used those two talents to develop two more talents. I'm going to give you more, and I'm going to, I'm going to bless you more. And you have done well. You've been a good servant. You've been a faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. And then he gets to this one talented servant. And this one talented servant, he says to him, so what about it? And he said, well, I knew that you were a stern man. And I knew that you had expectations maybe that weren't realistic. And so I went and I, I hid the talent you gave me. I placed it into the earth. And I don't have anything to show for it. And he said, well, you have really messed up. He said, you're wicked. He said, you're slothful, unprofitable. And he said, you will be cast into a place where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And said, what you have is going to be stripped from you. And it's, this is just a really terrifying set of circumstances. And it's a sad set of circumstances. Because I, I, I kind of sympathize a little bit with the one talented servant. I'm looking at these these opportunities and and it's easy for the one talented servant to look at the five talented servant and say wait a minute if you'd given me five talents I could have done something what am I supposed to do with this one talent don't you know about inflation Kit Kats aren't what they used to be I mean you got to give me more to work with I mean, I'm looking at brother so-and-so, and and he's got five talents. You've given him so much opportunity. You've given him so much potential. It's It's like he just came out of the womb with everything in order for him. So, of course, he can take that. And he can apply it, and he can hone it. If you'd have given me five talents, I'd have turned this whole world upside down. It's easy for the one talented servant to, to look upon the five talented servant with envy, or even the two talented servant. Just give me two pennies to rub together. You give me one talent? What am I supposed to multiply that with? What am I, how am I supposed to add that to something and, and, and create something of value? What, what are you really expecting me to do with the little advantage that you've given me? It's so minimal, it's so insignificant that I, I don't even feel like it matters. And so I'm sorry. I know they were out there investing their two talents and taking their big five talents and, and going and, and finding ways to improve on it. But, but you didn't give me enough. You didn't give me enough opportunity. You didn't give me enough advantage to be able to go forward. So I I dug down in the earth. I don't even know where it is. It's it's out there somewhere. And I didn't even mark the spot. I just dug down and hit it. And and I just, I forgot about it. Now here you are asking me about it. But you didn't give me but one talent. 
And sometimes we feel that way. Sometimes we feel like we just don't have enough opportunity. We just don't have enough advantage. Sometimes we feel like we just don't have enough privilege or we don't have enough that God has given to us. And so we decide to do nothing. But, but I, I want you to know that's not how it works. God has given you good and precious gifts. The, the, the Bible says of the prophet Jeremiah, it says that, that the Lord spoke to him and said, Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. I knew you before I formed you in the womb. This means that God, the God of heaven and earth, took the time to begin constructing this person inside of the mother's womb. And you might, listen, you might think there's not a purpose for you, but I've come to dispel that from your mind in Jesus' name. I've come to dislodge that out of your thinking for you to consider that there's no purpose for you. God has has a purpose for you. And it doesn't matter what circumstances you were born into, God has a purpose for you. At the moment of your conception, God began to form you. Hallelujah. And he knew you and he designed you and he, he developed within you talent and gifts and abilities and, and ideas and inclinations. And he, he began to form you fearfully and wonderfully. Hallelujah. This is why we must always take a stand against the slaughter of the unborn. We must never begin to look at them as though they are insignificant or unimportant they are a human life that God has formed wonderfully, fearfully, beautifully. Hallelujah. And we must care for them both in the womb and outside the womb. We must love and care and reach in Jesus' name. But God forms us according to his divine providence. After the counsel of his own will, he begins to work us into this beautiful masterpiece like a potter would his clay. That is who you are. You have gifts. You have talents. And, and, and you might be like the five talented servant. It might just be pouring out of you. It, you might have so many talents you don't even know where to start. You might have so many gifts. You might have so many, so many just built in blessings. Or you might be like the two talented servant where you do two things really well. You've got them down pat and you can fluctuate and you can, you can begin to acclimate and adjust and, or, or maybe... Maybe you're like that one talented servant. Maybe you're still searching even for what that one talent is. I look at this, this Bible and I, I look into the Old Testament and I, I'm just interested. I'm just interested in these, these three characters of Matthew 25. And, I, and I, I reference them back to the Old Testament. And I begin to look at, uh, I look at just characters of the Old Testament. Because the Bible says they were given to us for an example. And so we look to them for an example. And I... I, I I feel like I found a five-talented servant in the Old Testament. I tell you, I'll tell you, you don't get much more talented than King David. That was one talented individual. I mean, he, I don't know what he couldn't do. The guy was, the Bible said he played skillfully upon the harp. He knew how to make the strings dance. And he didn't just talk about playing the harp. He talked about the cymbals, the loud cymbals, the high-sounding cymbals. 
He talked about the timbrel. He talked about the dance. He talked about the organ. I mean, King David couldn't just play the instruments. He could dance. I'm just trying to tell you, this man was a talented individual. He could play every instrument on this platform and then dance. That's not fair. It's one thing to be able to dance. It's another thing to be able to play all these instruments. But he couldn't just play all these instruments. He could play all these instruments and he could dance. And he didn't just dance, he sang. Woo, hallelujah. And he didn't just sing. He didn't sing other people's songs. He wrote his own. This was a talented individual. Elvis Presley didn't write his own songs. But, but David wrote his own songs. And he sang his own songs. And he, and he played the instruments to his songs. And he could dance. Just not fair, some of the talent some people have. But David was one of those people who just, he was just multi-talented. But he wasn't just talented in terms of music. He was a talented, he was a talented leader. He, he, was, a, he was a king. He was the greatest king of Israel. Israel still looks to him as their, as their great king. In fact, the city of Zion is called the city of David. It is, it is, it is the city of David. We're, they talk about the tabernacle of David. The, David set the course for Israel's future. It was but David by, by whom all other kings were, were measured. When, when a king did unrighteously, they said he walked in the sins of Jeroboam, but when he did righteously, they said he walked in the ways of David. He was a king. He was a righteous king, and he was skilled at being king. He just knew how. He was, he was uh, uh, able to do things not only as from a political or a diplomatic perspective, but he was able to do things even in war. He was a real commander. He was a commander-in-chief. The Bible said he was a, a valiant man. He was a mighty warrior. And he was even as a, as a teenager, he was a mighty warrior. He walked out onto the battlefield of, of, of Elah, the valley of Elah, that had turned into a battlefield and famously said to Goliath, I come not against you with a sword and with a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of the hosts of Israel. Now I know, I know that God, I know that God directed the stone that he slung at Goliath. I know that God put wings on it. I know that God anointed that thing and that he wasn't going to miss because he had faith in God. But I don't know that he hadn't been practicing because the Bible said he slew a bear. The Bible said he slew a lion. Before he faced Goliath, he was already a mighty man of valor. This was one talented individual. He could sing, he could play, he could dance, he wrote his own songs. He was a king, he was a political figure, a diplomat, and a warrior. He was capable of doing in, amazing things. And, and not, only, not only was he a, a king, but, but he was a prophet. The songs that he wrote, they weren't just little, little 
medleys, melodies. This, this, this song, these songs that he wrote were divinely inspired of God. He had a connection to God. He, while he's writing his songs, the songs that he's inspired to place on parchment, he is actually describing the coming of Messiah. He's describing, the, he's describing the outpouring of his spirit. He's describing God manifesting himself in flesh. This was an anointed man. This was a talented man. And I look at somebody like Joshua. I think I found a two-talented servant in Joshua. Joshua, you know, we know Joshua. He had that one talent of leading people. He was a leader's leader. He did something Moses couldn't do. He actually led the people into the promised land. He was capable as a leader of saying it doesn't matter what obstacles we face. If there are walls, we will, we will march around them. And he commanded people to do what God told them to do, even when what God told them to do didn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Walk around the walls. My goodness, what if I got up here and said, all right, next September, all right, we got a game plan. We're going to build this building. All right, we're going to walk around this property seven times. And on the seventh day, we're going to do it seven times. And then everybody's going to blow a kazoo. And the building will be built. Well, that probably wouldn't go very far. And you imagine if that is what the children of Israel heard Joshua say, we're going to walk around one time a day for seven days. On the seventh day, we're going to walk around seven times. Nobody utter a word. We're going to sound trumpets, but nobody utter a word. When we get down to the seventh day, on the seventh time of the seventh day, we're going to shout. You don't need a weapon. You don't need a, you don't need a knife. You don't need a sp- sword. You don't need a spear. We're going to just shout unto God for the victory. And do you know what? Because of the anointing of God upon his life and because of his leadership talent the people got directly behind him and said whatever you tell us to do that's what we're going to do and we're believing God for the victory we're believing God to move on our behalf this man had a talent for leadership but but he wasn't just a great leader he was an impeccable follower he was amazing at, at, at being Moses' lieutenant. He wasn't, he wasn't just somebody who knew how to operate from the top. He knew how to support when maybe he didn't totally agree with everything Moses was doing. But he was an amazing lieutenant. The Bible said that he, would, he was with Moses and, and, and that he would stay with Moses. When Moses heard there's some kind of a noise from the camp, can't tell what it is. What is that noise? He asked Joshua, Joshua, what is that noise? And Joshua said, well, it's not the, it's not the sound of a, of a battle being like they're being defeated, but it doesn't sound like they're having the victory either. I, I really don't know what that is. And, and, and when they came down from the mountain, it was then that they saw that the children of Israel had built a golden calf, but Joshua was with Moses halfway up the mountain. He was a good follower and he was a good leader. He was a great two-talented servant. And I think I found a one-talented servant. I think Moses very well could have been a one-talented servant. Folks, what he did for God was amazing. Do, Do you understand 
that the children of Israel had been in bondage for 400 years. And Moses walked into that deeply steeped bondage and looked at the principality that held them and said, Let my people go, saith the great I am. Do you understand that when he uttered those words, those words began to break the mental shackles. Those words began to break and the, 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 the emotional shackles and, and the things that had bound people for 400 years. Moses stood up into that throne room of Pharaoh and said, let my people go. I come to you in the authority of the great I am. And, and, it, and, it, and it, what he did over the course of the next little while, bringing the plagues in upon Israel and locusts and lice and 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 strange illnesses upon the cattle and turning the water into blood and frogs and 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 so on it was it was amazing what Moses was able to do and then actually to lead the people out and bear with them and give them instruction as to how to handle the night of the great angel of death that swept through Egypt he meticulously taught them how to protect themselves and to protect their homes. Could you imagine living through that kind of a night knowing that some sinister presence was sweeping over your city and that the only thing that would protect you was the painting of the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of your home. Moses taught the people, led the people, ministered to the people, and delivered the people. They came up out of Egypt. There was a mass exodus out of Egypt. And when he brings them out, he leads these, these, this multitudes without number, brings them forward from, from Egypt and, and leads them to the Red Sea. And even at this Red Sea, it looked like all hope was lost. That was actually the game plan. The, the Red Sea was part of God's directive. God brought them to this place of impossibility, this place of impasse, so that he could show them and record it in their memories forever that I, the Lord God, am with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. They never forgot, and they communicated to their children. He is the God that parts the waters of the Red Sea. The horse and the rider hath he cast into the sea. He led us through on dry ground, brought us up onto the other side and he drowned our enemies and our adversaries in those waters. Moses was the one who led these people into this place. He led these people through the wilderness. When it was time for bread, manna came from heaven. When they needed water, water poured from a rock. When they needed water, but the waters were poisonous, he dipped a tree into the water, and the waters were purified. Moses was able to do things that, that are just simply amazing. When you look at him in the scriptures, he has this, this unique place, this place that was so significant. They had to be delivered from Egypt. They had to be brought out of slavery. They must be delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. And it was Moses who did it. And I think he was a one talented servant. I, I don't, I can't, I can't spot very many talents. He, he was not a good speaker. We, we know that he was not a good speaker. This was one of the drawbacks he hid because he was so intimidated by his lack of speaking ability. And, and when God said, I'm going to lead, lead you to Pharaoh and you're going to, you're going to speak my word, Moses said, oh, really? Because that's like the one thing I can't do and I know I can't do it. I, I can't speak. 
Please don't ask me to speak. Please don't ask me to articulate. Please don't ask me to orate. I am slow of speech. I don't know how to talk in the kind of way you're telling me to talk. He was not a good speaker. He didn't know how to string the words together. He just, he just wasn't a good speaker. He didn't have that talent. But God used him to deliver Israel out of Egypt. and reverse 400 years of slavery. He was an impulsive man. We know that he was impulsive. He, he didn't have a great mastery over his temper. He, 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 he just didn't. He, that just wasn't one of his talents. You know, some people just have, some people are just chill, you know. They're just calm. They're just cool. They just are collected. Not Moses. Moses, there's this, there's, this, there's this scene in the scriptures where that he sees a Hebrew slave being, being beaten by an Egyptian taskmaster and he steps in to prevent it. And, and, and when, the, when, when it began to get out of hand, Moses went for it. He killed that Egyptian taskmaster and it came back to haunt him. There was a warrant out for his arrest. He left because he learned later that somebody knew that he was, in fact, the man who killed the Egyptian taskmaster. He, I, 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 I really think he knew God was going to deliver Israel. And so he thought that was the moment. And he was ready for there to be somebody to take up the cause. But nobody was ready to do it. He was impulsive. He didn't act with measure. He acted with impulse. It just wasn't one of his talents to be measured. He wasn't even really super diligent. Like, like when God gives you all of this instruction, you're going to go to Pharaoh and you're going to do this and I'm going to establish, I'm going to reestablish my covenant with Abraham, with you and with Israel. And, and, and God has given him all these instructions and all of these directions. And the Bible says that that, that same night God almost killed him because he had not circumcised his own son. So he's going to deliver all of Israel. But he's not looking after his own household. He's going to bring out man, woman, boy, and girl, cattle. And he's going to deliver them from this slavery. But his own son is not even in covenant with God. He wasn't even, he just wasn't this master, diligent individual. So he ran into roadblocks and, and obstacles. And, 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 and throughout the scriptures, you see that, that there just aren't that many talents that he has. He's, he's not quite like David. Now Miriam could, could dance and Miriam could play the timbre, but not Moses. Moses, was, Moses was, was not super talented. As a matter of fact, he wasn't even that good of a manager of people. Jethro, his father-in-law, stepped in. And when he saw how Moses was operating, when he saw his systems, when he saw the, his approach to, to managing and leading, he said, man, you're, you're going to die an early, untimely death. He said, don't you know God's got a, a work for you to do? And you are out here trying to take care of every little bumped elbow and every little scraped knee. You're out here trying to deal with all of these issues. You're not doing it properly. Jethro rebuked him and began to set in order how Moses should manage Israel and lead Israel. He wasn't that great of an administrator. He wasn't that great of an administrator. He wasn't that great of a speaker. He was kind of impulsive. He wasn't very diligent. He wasn't very patient. When, when God told him to, 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 to speak to the rock, he was so 
built up with frustration about the children of Israel and what they were saying and all of the complaints that, that instead of obeying God and just speaking to the rock, he smites the rock twice. The water flowed, but he ended up being punished. I, he, he wasn't very patient. He was kind of impulsive. He wasn't that great of a manager. He wasn't a good speaker. He, he, he wasn't very diligent. But he delivered all of Israel out of Egypt. I'm talking about he walked through that Red Sea on dry ground. I'm talking about he called for bread and bread started floating from the heavens. I'm telling you that when they needed meat, there was quail to be had. When they needed water, water flowed from the rock. I'm, I'm trying to tell you that, that when they needed healing, that he lifted up a brazen serpent in the wilderness. I, I'm trying to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. This man was used of God. This man was anointed. This man had favor with God, but he didn't have hardly any talents couldn't speak impulsive impatient not a good manager not a good administrator not very diligent but then what was his talent there's one thing I can find that Moses did better than anybody in the world he had the corner on the market there was nobody better than him in this. David, hallelujah, didn't have this talent like Moses had this talent. Hallelujah. Elijah didn't have this talent like Moses had this talent. There was nobody on earth who was as meek as Moses. Moses was a very meek man, and there was nobody on earth as meek as him. All right, Moses, here's your talent. You are meek. You're lowly. You're humble. You, you kind of, your head kind of hangs low. You're, you're just, that's what you are, Moses, and you're better at it than anybody. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, to deliver Israel out of Egypt, God didn't necessarily need a, a psalmist. God didn't necessarily need a songwriter. God didn't necessarily need a dancer or a king. God didn't necessarily, to birth for this kind of a work, God didn't necessarily need somebody who could bring down walls of Jericho for this kind of a work. He didn't need the wisest man in all the earth to build a temple for this kind of work, to be able to go through the wilderness and deal with venomous serpents and deal with poisonous waters and deal with red seas and deal with days of drought and deal with days of just manna and complaint, complaint, complaint. No end to the complaints. No end to the uprisings. No end to the insurrection. I'll tell you exactly what I need. I need a man who's me. I need a man who's humble. I need a man who doesn't think he has any talent. I need a man who doesn't think he can speak. I need a man who's not a very good administrator. I need a man who doesn't see himself as being something higher than what he is. Moses, here's your greatest talent. You know 
you don't have the talents to do what I'm calling you to do. I want you to speak, but I can't speak. Oh, that's just what I wanted to hear. I need you to go into Pharaoh, but who am I? Who am I? Ooh, Moses, you're, you're getting this job. You're passing this interview. Who am I? Who am I? I don't have what it takes. You go tell Pharaoh that I am the great I am have sent you. Hallelujah. You say, but Brother Urshan, I don't have any talents. I don't have any abilities. Oh, you're about to get God's attention because God can use folks like that. It's when you walk in and say, all right, God, I can do this, 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 this. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? No, no, no. God says, bring all of it to the altar. Lay it all down. Sacrifice it unto me. Hallelujah. I will put it together in a way that you've never been able to. I'll anoint your mouth I'll anoint your hands I'll anoint your mind I'll anoint your feet I will bless you multiplying I will multiply you blessing I will bless you glory You know what Moses did when he needed bread? He said, Lord, send the bread. You know what he did when they needed water? He said, look, hey, Lord, we need water. You know what he did when venomous snakes came out and started biting the children of Israel? He said, okay, Lord, what do I do? When Korah rose up against him, he said, all right, God, I need you to speak to me. Give me direct." He never tried to figure anything out on his own. The only talent you need is the talent of knowing you're nothing without God. The only talent you really, deeply, truly need is the talent that God is great and greatly to be praised. Glory, 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 glory. Uh, so you, so you don't think you're the kind of dad you need to be? <laughs> you don't think you're the kind of husband you need to be? You don't think you've got the ability to raise a family? You don't think you're the kind of mother that your child needs? You need to put all of that into God and say, Lord, I depend on you. Hallelujah. Don't go deposit it into the earth. This is what people, this is what one talented servants do. You know, the five talented servants, if they would have deposited it into the earth, he would have lost all his talents. And there are a lot of five talented people who do deposit all their talents into the world. And they don't ever receive and reap the great blessings of God. And there are a lot of two talented servants who do that and they don't receive the great blessings of the Lord. And there are a lot of one talented servants who do that. Let me tell you how one talented servants, that one talent where you know I don't have what it takes, it is so tempting to take that one talent and place it into the earth. And this is what it looks like. Self-pity. This is what it sounds like. 
Woe is me. I could never do it. I could never be that. That's good for them, but, but I'm just a nobody. I just don't have what it takes. When you deposit it into the earth, you will be depressed. You will be discouraged. You will live a life of heartache and unfulfillment. But when you take that one talent, you don't have another talent to multiply it with. You don't have four more talents to multiply it with. But you take that one talent and you multiply it by God. Hallelujah. But that, what I think is awesome about the number one in multiplication is whatever you multiply one by, that's what it becomes. So when I multiply my one talent by God, then this issue becomes a God issue. When I multiply my one talent by the power of God, then this issue becomes a power of God issue. Woo! <laughs> I'm not afraid. I don't have many talents. I don't have many abilities, but I've got one talent I wouldn't trade for anything in the world. I know that I'm nothing without God. I know I can do nothing without him. You can't have it. The world can't have it. I'm going to use it to reach the lost. I'm going to use it to break the chains. I'm going to use it to lift those whose heads hang low. Come on, somebody, lift your praise to God. Multiply your praise by the power of God. Multiply your praise by the power of God. Come on, stand with me right now in this house and lift your voices unto God. Lift your voices unto God. Hallelujah. 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 Keep the tape running. I, I want to share something else. One of the most tragic accounts in Scripture is found in Acts chapter 12. It's when a man by the name of Herod gave a great oration. This was a wicked man. He had done much wickedness. He was full of sin and corruption. But God was willing to forgive him all his wickedness, all of his sin. God was giving him mercy by letting him live. But there was one thing he did that God would not tolerate. The Bible says he gave a great speech. He had a talent for speaking. And the speech was so effective, so impacting, that when he finished, everybody raised their voices who heard the speech and shouted, it is the voice of a God and not of a man. And Herod liked the sound of that. And he let them worship him and this talent that he didn't develop on his own. And the Bible says that the angel of the Lord smote him, for he gave not God the glory. Shh. 
I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, there is one thing that, 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 that grieves God, and you see it in Matthew 25, the intensity with which the Lord spoke to the one talented servant. God is going to hold you accountable for what he has given you. God is going to hold you accountable for what he has given you. You may not, you may not think of it very highly. You might say, oh, I don't have much. But God thinks of it highly. God knows the power of the thing he gave you. God knows the power of the talent he put within you. And even Moses, everything Moses had, he didn't do for himself. Everything he had, God did it for him. God moved upon his mother to hide him three months. God moved upon Pharaoh's daughter to draw him out of the water. Everything Moses had, God did it. And the only real talent we can absolutely verify is that he was more meek than anybody you've ever met. There was nobody more lowly, nobody more humble, nobody more meek. And he parted waters with that meekness. And he brought bread from heaven with that meekness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, if all you've got is the simple understanding that God is great and you must decrease, I want you to come right now and bring that to God. Deposit it into the hands of the Lord right now. And if you've got all kinds of talents and you're skilled and you, you, can, you can build things and you can engineer things and you can sing and dance and play instruments and you've got all kinds of talents, I want you to bring those two. Come on. I want five talented, two talented, one talented. I, I want multi-talented people. I want, want people who, who are struggling to find their purpose, who think they don't have purpose. I rebuke those lies of the devil in Jesus' name. Come on right now. God's got an anointing on you. God's got an anointing waiting for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, the only talent you really deeply, truly need is the innate knowledge that without God you can do nothing. That your very breath depends on Him. That your heart depends on Him. Come on, somebody. Bring your education to Him. Come on, somebody, bring your skills and your gifts to him. Come on, somebody, bring your pain and your heartache to him. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Come on, the Lord wants to meet you here this morning. The Lord wants to meet you here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, so you can use me Lord. give myself away, give myself away. Oh, give, I give myself away come on that's it I want you to bring your lowliness if you've got a lowly impression of yourself I want you just to give it to God right now 
The devil has been beating up on you, trying to tell you you have no value, trying to tell you you have no worth. We're going to silence the voice of the enemy today with the word of God. Come on, God's going to take that one talent. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you might have many talents, but the only talent you absolutely need is the talent for knowing God has all the power. And without him, you have nothing. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Give myself away. Give myself away. is not my own to you I belong I give myself I give myself to you my life is not my own to you I belong I give myself I give myself As you increase, the 
It's all about you It's not about me And I decrease As you increase It's all about you It's not about me I decrease As you increase Self away. 